and we're live. Welcome to the Investor's Center. The Investor's Side is your investor's guide to health, wealth, and happiness. Hosted every Sunday by yours truly, Dan Scarabini. The upcoming podcast is not strictly financial advice. I would always advise each and every one of you to do your own research before putting your capital at risk. Hi guys, welcome back to the investor's side and welcome to our final podcast on series one, the cryptocurrency revolution. In today's podcast, we'll be discussing the metaverse. The metaverse is a virtual community where we can play games, work and experience real life events digitally. It's essentially an internet which we can go inside of. A lot to get your head around, I know, but we're going to try and break this down as simply as possible for you guys. So imagine it as our own virtual world where we can work together, share experiences and build separate lives. And this is all possible through VR, virtual reality, Web 3.0 and blockchain technology. I've also seen it be described as the meeting of the physical and digital world. In my opinion, it's going to replace social media long term. Short term, it'll be more of a gaming experience. Long term, it'll be more of a virtual reality experience. So Mark Zuckerberg says, and it's believed, that the metaverse, in order to enter it, you'd put on a pair of VR glasses, virtual reality glasses, which would take you to a 3D digital world. It's also believed by Zuckerberg that you'd be able to teleport, travel to any time in the past, travel to any place, any way, with any music, and with instant access to information. So if you saw a virtual image of Saturn, the planet, for example, and you tapped it with your finger in the metaverse, all of its information would come up. So that would be a new way of gaining information, is what they believe. He believes that holograms are going to replace screens long term. So essentially, the metaverse, down the line, will feel like you're in the real world, living your dreams through digital experiences. It is actually mad, though. When I first looked at this, I just could not get my head around it. Imagine putting on a pair of VR glasses and feeling like you're in the dinosaur times with your friends. It's just mad. But in this digital world, it's believed that you'd be able to socialise with friends and you'd have your own avatars. So similar to when you had a Nintendo Wii, you'd have your own avatars, except these ones will be a lot more realistic. You can customise your avatar and it will be your digital identity. Over time, it's going to feel like real life, apparently. So they're going to go from cartoon avatars to most likely more real over time. We'll see what happens. Another really freaky thing of the metaverse, you'll be able to talk with one another verbally. So you'll feel like you're in a virtual space with your friends and you'll be talking with them verbally. So it's going to feel exactly like you're in a real world. There really is a huge market for the metaverse to tap into. So at the moment, there are currently over 3.2 billion gamers across the world. And the average gamer spends between $100 and $200 on gaming every year. So there's space there. Plus, when you look at social media, if it was to somehow replace or tap into that market cap, the metaverse could be huge. Other than the virtual reality, which also makes the metaverse different to most games, a huge part of the metaverse, which I think is going to draw people in, is the financial incentives. So players will be able to work on the metaverse to earn a living. The metaverse will have its own economy, which will grow in the future. It's basically like discovering all of the Americas all over again. And it's possible due to the play-to-earn model. On Metaverse games, you can play-to-earn. And play-to-earn allows people to earn money from playing a game. The rewards normally come from earning the game's native currency, which would be a cryptocurrency, 
staking, so earning yield on your cryptocurrency in the game, and generating in-game items. So when you hit a milestone, you can be rewarded with an NFT, which can be traded. So in a nutshell, when you hit a milestone, complete a challenge or level up, you can earn in-game tokens or tradable NFTs, which hold monetary value. You can then transfer these tokens onto your cryptocurrency exchange on your phone and convert them into dollars, euros, pounds, or other cryptocurrencies. My advice when you're playing a metaverse game, or if you want to create an account now, you should open a MetaMask wallet and connect it to your account. This is where you hold your tokens and NFTs. In the future, you'll be able to show other users your choice of digital wallet, and your digital wallet would be a digital expression of yourself. So, for example, let's say I'm collecting basketball cards, which are NFTs and hold money value, and then someone else is doing the same. I'll show them my collection on my wallet, and they'd do the same to me. So it's common ground. It's a way of socialising and interacting with one another. There is a lot to take in, guys, when it comes to the metaverse, as it's so unlike everything we've seen before. So another simple way of getting your head around it, if you're thinking, how are people going to allow this to happen? Look right now with Zoom and streaming. Meetups have become digitalised. If you explain FaceTime to someone 20 years ago, they would laugh at you. So the metaverse will likely digitalise everything into a 3D virtual reality. And in the long term, it's likely that people will get educated on the metaverse. People will earn money on the metaverse and all companies and platforms will venture out to the metaverse. There's too much money to be made in this space for companies to be missing out. During these early stages, it's good to just be aware of it rather than understanding it all. So you want to be positioning yourself in a way to invest into the space due to its huge upside potential. The hardest thing to do, as we're in very early days, would be picking the winners and the losers in the space. What makes me confident that it will succeed is when you have Facebook, Microsoft and Apple behind the development of the metaverse. With all of that money behind it, it's almost impossible to fail. Companies such as Roundhill Investments predicted that the metaverse could be worth $2.5 trillion by the year 2030. I guess time will tell. Next on, guys, I want to be talking about the Web 3.0. We touched on it briefly in the last podcast on NFTs. If you haven't seen it, tune in. So to explain it simple, the Web 1.0, the original internet, was just text on a screen between the years of around 1991 and 2004. They were basically static web pages with information and stationary images. Logging into accounts didn't exist. It was all one big Wikipedia and users of the internet came in to consume information. Next on, the Web 2.0 was interaction and community-based via social media. This is around from, I'd say, 2004 until now, until today. So web pages began to take information from us so they could serve us better content and ensure that we stay on their pages. This is the age of targeted advertisement and lack of privacy. We gave up our own information, which is fair enough, it was our choice. In a way, it's fair, but the ads on our screens cater to our information subscriptions and other recent locations on our phone. I've had it where I've been somewhere and then the day after I'll have an advertisement pop up of the same place. It's crazy. So today centralised companies essentially own our data and they sell them off to the advertisement companies. So what the Web 3.0 is, it's the next evolution of the internet, most likely using blockchain technology, 
you'll own your own content to an extent. It will be decentralized. The only thing that you can own on the internet today is a domain name for a business. So if you went on GoDaddy, for example, to buy a name for a website or a company name, you own that. But the Web 3.0 allows you to own a part of the internet. You have full ownership rights of these NFTs which are recorded on the blockchain. And when blockchain technology goes mainstream, the internet will be owned by individuals. The metaverse is the rise of individual ownership. Another concept to get your head around is that it's believed on the Web 3.0, every company will be ran by a DAO. A DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization. Big words, I know, don't worry. In simple terms, a DAO means that there's no CEOs and whoever owns the most tokens in a community gets to vote on how a company or community changes. One controlling authority would be unable to shut something down. We'd finally have some control and say in things that we like. Another benefit of the Web 3.0 is that your digital identity will not be directly linked with your personal life, which does give you a sense of privacy. I quite like that idea. It's quite liberating. It's absolutely fine if you don't understand every aspect of the metaverse. As truth be told, the metaverse hasn't really been created yet. There are experiments going on, games in place, but no one understands this fully. Facebook have their view, Microsoft have their view, Apple have their view. It's just so, such, such early days is what I'm trying to get at. But when you have Facebook rebranding to Meta as a company and spending $10 billion a year on developing a virtual world, it, it's hard to keep up because things are ever changing. When you're paying that much money to develop a software, develop a new world, it will be everlasting and ever changing. So the Web 3.0 is a huge concept and it's believed that metaverse and NFTs will become the base layer for our new internet in the future. Time will tell. For those of you who don't know what happened with Facebook and the metaverse recently, let's go through it quickly so you understand. So on October 28th, 2021, Mark Zuckerberg publicly announced that he's changing the company Facebook to Meta. He's completely rebranded and their mission is to bring people together in virtual reality. In his video announcement, Zuckerberg said that he aims to build privacy and safety in the metaverse. He also said some of the features would be teleporting into spaces on the metaverse or bringing physical things from the real world into a metaverse experience. You can choose which people and which friends can enter your private space. Zuck also stated that in the future, he thinks screens will become holograms. So screens will be dated, holograms will come into play, and people will be able to build their own virtual worlds and experiences. Another crazy claim made by Mark Zuckerberg is when he stated that working from home could feel like working in an office environment. All you would do is put on your VR glasses while working from home, and you'll be in a virtual office environment with your colleagues. With working from home becoming more popular, he said this could be very useful. He also stated that working from home in a virtual office environment saves people time in traffic and is better for the environment. To be honest, learning about this, and I know I keep going back to it, but it is quite crazy when you think about it. It really is. You put on a pair of glasses, feel like you're in an office with your virtual colleagues who are also there, and you can talk to them as if you're at work when you're sitting at home. It's crazy. And if someone told me this a couple of years ago, I'd say you're absolutely deluded. But like I said earlier, he's investing 10 billion a year into developing virtual reality and the metaverse. It's quite hard to deny that with all of that money going into it, 
there's not a chance of it becoming the future one way or another, where we, whether we like it or not, really. At the moment, 20% of Facebook employees are working on virtual reality and the metaverse developments. So it is being taken seriously. It's also believed that there'll be mixed reality experiences. For example, doing a workout in your living room with your headset on, you're in your living room, but you have a virtual instructor in the same room. So it's the combining of virtual reality and real life places, kind of like a hologram. These experiences are all possibilities of the future. Moving on from Facebook, I'd like to now talk about some of my favourite crypto projects, which are metaverse plays. So the first one I'd like to talk about is Axie Infinity. Axie Infinity is a metaverse game and cryptocurrency which you can invest into. It was developed in early 2018 and is quite similar to Pokemon. Axie was one of the first ever games on the blockchain where you can play to earn. And this financial incentive made players want to play the game for longer. The more that you play this game, the more rewards you earn. And in order to play it, you need to own three Axie NFTs. Their token, their crypto token, is AXS. And in 2021, it went up in value by 1800%, which would have given you huge returns on investment. The second metaverse project that we quite like is The Sandbox. The Sandbox is another one of the leading metaverse games in popularity. Its sand token climbed up dramatically in value in October 2021 due to the Facebook meta announcement and has reached a current market cap of $5.4 billion. During its time of recording, the Sandbox is the 35th largest cryptocurrency in value. The Sandbox is a game built on the Ethereum network and everything built on the game is an NFT, so holds monetary value. On the Sandbox map on their game, there are 166,000 plots of land. Each plot of land is expressed as a singular NFT on the blockchain. On this land, you can build properties, skyscrapers and communities. With this digital land, companies or individuals can own it on the sandbox. Land can be customised using an editing software and the land can also be rented out to others. So the owner of this digital land can earn passive income. You can also buy and sell sandbox land on the game and it's all done by using the SAND token, their native token, on the game. Another thing that grew loads of popularity around the Sandbox is that the rapper Snoop Dogg entered the metaverse to perform a virtual gig on the game. He also bought land on the Sandbox and created his own mansion. He sold over a thousand tickets on the metaverse to his virtual mansion party. Bloody nuts. Someone also recently spent... $450,000 to be Snoop's neighbour on the sandbox. They spent this amount on digital land just to be next door to Snoop. So before I move on to the next project that we're looking at, I just want to talk about a few benefits that the sandbox has. And one of them is that a lot of NFTs on the sandbox are some of the most traded, which creates demand for the sand token and results in a price rise in their cryptocurrency. There will only ever be 3 billion SAN tokens, so as demand grows, the price is certain to rise. Another benefit is that the team behind the Sandbox has decades of experience in developing games. It's important to realise, guys, it's still very early days with the metaverse, and I'll keep saying it. So, choosing which games will succeed and fail is very hard. There will be winners and losers, but so far... Sandbox has emerged as one of the early frontrunners in this space. Next up, we have Decentraland. Decentraland is another metaverse game which has grown in popularity and value since the Facebook announcement. 
Its cryptocurrency token is known as MANA. MANA holders are given power to vote on any changes to the Decentraland virtual world. Therefore, Decentraland describes itself as the first ever virtual world owned by its users. There are only 90,000 plots of land on this game and they have grown substantially in value recently. Each plot, similarly to Sandbox, is its own NFT and both of these games are built on the Ethereum blockchain. On Decentraland, people are buying and selling NFTs in the form of art, music, digital clothing and land. To purchase a plot of land on Decentraland, you use the Decentraland marketplace to do so and use their mana tokens to buy it. Once land is purchased, you have the full rights to build whatever you want on this plot and can provide access or restrictions to other users to your land. Land can be blank one minute and a skyscraper the next. The landowner doesn't need to go through city planning or any physical limitations in the real world. Digital land also allows owners to build businesses that offer something to buy and rent or somewhere to store your NFTs purchased. What we've seen recently is users buy land on Decentraland and create casinos, which has become their business. So these digital casinos allow people to gamble their cryptocurrencies and tokens to earn more. It's become very popular. So that's an example of how you can build a digital business on this virtual game. In a nutshell, the more demand for your land or the more attention it gets, the more profitable it becomes in value on Decentraland. We've seen Decentraland go from an unknown game to one of the biggest in the industry, one of the biggest metaverse plays and tokens in the whole crypto space. In quarter one of 2021, Decentraland only had 1,500 users per day. In Q2 of 2021, its users grew to 10,000 a day. This is the kind of growth that Decentraland has been experiencing ever since. Another factor that makes me bullish on Decentraland is that Grayscale, who are one of the biggest digital currency investing trusts, have increased their mana holdings by more than double since March last year, from 10 million to 20 million tokens. This shows that there's institutional demand for Decentraland. Another thing that's also made me bullish on Decentraland is their roadmap. It's not an official roadmap, but they've announced that they're expected to have celebrities, virtual concerts and brand promotions coming onto the game in 2022. So this year, we'll see further growth for Decentraland in terms of its popularity. Metaverse concerts have taken the world by storm in the last couple of years, and it all began in February 2019. It was known as the Marshmallow Concert. It was an interactive event which took place on Fortnite, the popular game. Fortnite's concert was a huge success, with over 11 million people streaming it live. This was a small glimpse of what was to come. Over a year later, Travis Scott performed a concert in the metaverse, which was also a huge success. This concert showed the world that the sky is the limit. Merchandise was being sold on games, both real merch and digital merch. People were buying skins and dance moves on Fortnite for this concert in particular. Travis Scott's Fortnite concert was a huge success and it had a revenue of over $20 million, including merchandise. Bearing in mind his world tour, which took months the year before, made him 53 mil, it's fair to say that putting in a lot less work and travel to earn 20 mil is more than worth it and is the way forward for these artists. And since Travis Scott's success, we've seen virtual events hosted by the likes of Post Malone, Ariana Grande. Ariana done one on Fortnite, which was also grosser around 20 mil, similar to Travis Scott. It's a quick way for these artists to make money. And 
Most recently, Justin Bieber partnered up with a virtual gaming company called Wave, and he hosted his own concert in the metaverse. Unlike the other concerts, his one was performed live, and people were able to send emotes when he was performing, so we can see their reactions. It gives people a sense of belonging. So the way it looks is that music and entertainment on the metaverse has been a success so far on many occasions, and due to the quick revenue it generates, expect to see a lot more of it next year and in the future. On these blockchain games, guys, by attending these events, these virtual concerts, you'll be rewarded in the future with community tokens. Let's say Justin Bieber's performing. For attending, I'll be rewarded in Justin Bieber's community tokens, which are worth real-life money. And the more tokens I earn, the more of a say that I have in a community, which means maybe I'll get discounts on Justin Bieber's merchandise. And all of these super fans will do this, guys. It's, it's a really powerful business model, which we spoke about in the last podcast, and it's going to revolutionise entertainment industry. It will be completely changed. Sports, entertainment, films, every single community in the world will be tokenized. So far, we've covered what the metaverse is, companies involved, a few projects that we're interested in. I want to talk about a few potential issues that the metaverse can pose to us. For one, Facebook are due to be huge players in this space, and they have a really bad reputation in the past when it comes to handling people's data privately. And this means if they become the huge players that we think they will, we're going to have to rely on these people more than ever. Imagine being in a virtual world where every experience that you make goes to Facebook. It's pretty scary if you ask me. Another risk that the metaverse poses is how weird this will be for human beings. So if the metaverse feels 100% real due to virtual reality somewhere down the line, it means that you can create your own perfect world and avoid all of your real life responsibilities and turn a blind eye to the harsh realities of the real world. Another risk of the metaverse is people escaping the real world to live in a digital one. So if you're spending more time in a digital world, you might miss out on meeting real friends for life. You might miss out on finding the love of your life. You might miss out on some really positive experiences in the real world. Sounds absurd, but if you explained an iPhone and how much time we'd be spending on it to people in the 80s, they'd say that's absurd. So that's a risk that it poses. I hope that doesn't happen. I think that the metaverse will replace social media long term. I think it will be the new alternative to social media rather than our real lives. But the difference will be that you can earn money on the metaverse. So a lot of people will probably be working from home, putting their VR headset on and working in digital offices. But honestly, who knows? Who knows? It's crazy. It's just me ranting about it. Who knows? I could be wrong. Mark Zuckerberg could be wrong. I don't even know myself, but the possibilities of this metaverse are endless. And the best thing for us to do is not worry about it, just to invest on this side of it and capitalise on the gains. Now, guys, we're onto my favourite part, and that is how we invest into the metaverse. So the safest way to invest in the metaverse, if you're investing in cryptocurrencies, is Ethereum. Both the Sandbox and Decentraland are built on the Ethereum network, so as they go up in popularity, so will the value of ETH. The Ethereum blockchain settled $2.5 trillion worth of transactions in Q2 of 2021, the same amount as Visa in the same period of time. This is proof that the Ethereum network is here to stay and finding more use cases over time. Our next metaverse pick is Axie Infinity. It's one of the least riskiest metaverse games to invest into today. By buying the Axie Infinity coin, you're gaining direct exposure to the metaverse. 
It has an amazing growth history and can be purchased on Coinbase or Binance. The Sandbox token is another popular way to invest into the metaverse. Due to its adoption from celebrities such as Snoop Dogg, there's no denying that it has a head start over other projects. Sandbox, number three on our list. Decentraland is our fourth pick to invest into the metaverse, and you do this through buying their MANA token. This can be bought on the Binance exchange. And our final metaverse crypto coin is Engine. Engine is another metaverse game which can be invested into. Less popular than the others, however, still has an advantage over many games out there and has a great business model. So you've heard our five crypto picks. Another safer and more traditional way to invest into the metaverse is through buying stocks, which aim to develop this space in the long term. By buying shares in these companies, you'll be taking some of the profits of the metaverse as it grows. A Nasdaq ETF would be your safest indirect long-term investment into the metaverse. This ETF has a diverse range of tech stocks. You'll have exposure to the most likely front runners in the metaverse development space. Our second metaverse stock pick would be Facebook, as you guessed it. They are the current front runners in the space, so buying the stock share would give you a safer bet also. Apple are next on our list as they're expected to design the VR headsets. A pair of VR glasses that you'd put on to enter the metaverse will most likely be made by Apple, the way they made the iPhone. Investing into Apple, in my eyes, is another safe bet into the metaverse. Roundhill Investments have recently created an ETF known as the Meta ETF. This is a collection of stocks who have expressed interest in the metaverse. As it was only released in June 2021, it's very new and hard to tell how it will perform in the future. If you don't feel comfortable investing into a new ETF, you can simply go on their website, see what stocks are in the Meta ETF, and invest into some of them individually. Another interesting Metaverse stock is Matterport. It is a market-leading company that digitalizes real-life data into 3D models. Their technology could be relied upon heavily during the growth of the Metaverse. Matterport has also had partnerships with Facebook in the past, which looks very promising. Unity Software, or our final pick for Metaverse stocks. It can also be seen as a big player in the Metaverse for the future. What they are is a video game development company and they were responsible for Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go was the earliest sign of the real world and digital world combining directly. And Unity have a huge advantage over other companies due to their experience and amazing software. These stocks are all huge companies in market cap. So typically, don't really have that much room to move. However, if the metaverse is going to become a big deal, then the capital and money has to flow somewhere. Due to the high costs of developing the metaverse, it's very likely that they'll flow into these big technology companies. For those of you who have listened to all of our podcasts in this series, you would have gained an understanding on Bitcoin, Ethereum, altcoins, DeFi, community tokens, NFTs, and now the metaverse. It's now time to bring all of this knowledge together to build your own diversified cryptocurrency portfolio. Each of your crypto portfolios will be different from one another based on the research that you do, what interests you the most and what projects you find valuable. All I'm going to do today is recommend a version of a diversified portfolio. What we recommend is that all investors begin with buying Bitcoin. Remember guys, Bitcoin is your store of value. It protects your hard-earned savings from inflation over time, and it's the least riskiest cryptocurrency asset. From here, you've bought your Bitcoin, 
Buying Ethereum would be the next rational move as it's the second least riskiest crypto project with huge upside potential. Ethereum is where DeFi, NFTs, the metaverse and more applications are being built. By owning Ethereum, you have exposure to the entire cryptocurrency market. When constructing a portfolio, investing into Ethereum competitors is also a very good way of diversifying it. If I had to choose two, it would be Cardano and Solana. I'd also recommend you doing research on other layer one protocols, such as Terra Luna and Avalanche. Next up, Polkadot is one of our most recommended holds. I hold plenty of Polkadot and it's one of my favorite projects. So we're adding that onto your diversified portfolio in this example. From here, investing into DeFi projects will also be a way to capitalize on the growth of this space. Our DeFi picks are Uniswap, Aave, and Chainlink. With DeFi out the way, let's talk about NFTs. When buying tokens to gain exposure to NFTs, you're already getting this by holding Ethereum and Solana indirectly. However, for those of you who want to go straight into NFTs and NFT art, I recommend doing your own research through creating a MetaMask wallet, going onto OpenSea and having a look. From here, complete the steps on our NFT podcast last week to do research on choosing projects to buy. Remember guys, NFTs are in very early days and there's a huge chance that 98% of all of them will fail. Our pick for community tokens is Chili's. The Chili's token gives you exposure to the growing space of community tokens. And finally guys, for the metaverse, we've picked in this example, the Sandbox, Decentraland and Engine for you to gain exposure to this relatively new but promising space. Other honorable mentions, if you wish to diversify your portfolio further, are Litecoin due to its longevity, Polygon, XRP, Binance Coin, Axie Infinity and Zilliqa. These are all sound projects in our opinion. There are many more sound projects out there that I've missed out, so don't be disheartened guys if your coin isn't in there. Just keep doing your own research. But just to summarize our beginner's diversified portfolio, let's get it. So in this portfolio that I've created for this podcast, we have 50% of your whole portfolio in Bitcoin, 20% in Ethereum, 5% Cardano, 4% Solana, 4% Polkadot, 3% Chainlink, 3% Litecoin, 2% Uniswap, 2% Ripple, 2% Zilliqa, 1% Decentraland, 1% Chili's, 1% Aave, 1% Sandbox, and finally, 1% Engine. Again, guys, not gospel. All this is, is an example of a portfolio which gives you exposure to every subcategory in the cryptocurrency space. Remember our teachings, guys. Those of you of higher outgoings, families, and huge responsibilities that want to get invested into crypto, I recommend beginning by investing into Bitcoin and Ethereum before you do any research on other projects. Always remember, the lower the market cap of a project, the riskier the investment. If you invest into lower cap coins or new coins which haven't survived previous crashes, be prepared to lose all of your money. It's always a risk. Bitcoin and Ethereum may seem like boring investments if you're already in crypto, but there's a reason why they dominate the industry. Bitcoin has been put through test after test over the past decade and has come out of each one stronger and more valuable. Bear this in mind when investing. Before we wrap up, guys, I just want to clarify 
This is our last podcast for Series 1, The Cryptocurrency Revolution. And I want to thank you all, honestly. Um, thank you so much. I've had so many encouraging messages, people asking for advice, people being there for me, shouting out my page. If you haven't followed it, it's at the investor side on Instagram. But guys, thank you so much. Honestly, I've really enjoyed it and we're going to keep going. So in the future, we're going to cover so much more on other markets. We're going to talk about the history of money, how to analyse stocks, the housing market, recessions, interviewing investors and so many more. I'll be making an announcement on series two of our podcast in the coming weeks. And series two of our podcast, The Investor Side, will go live on Sunday, the 30th of January. So if you haven't seen all of our crypto podcast, stay tuned, keep up with our Instagram. And thank you so much, guys. Peace out and God bless. (music)